Hello, everybody. Welcome to ClapperCast. I am your host, as always, Carson Tamar, joined by Paul Price. Paul, how are you doing today? I am good. Um, I went and saw that Operation Fortune, uh, Ruse de Gare, or whatever it's called. Um, Actually pretty fun. I was surprised. Um, Okay, so like, uh, I saw it with friend of the podcast, Chris, and one of the things we were talking about when we walked out is it felt like a miniseries that they cut out all the boring bits. So it does feel a little rushed, but in a way that like for these kind of movies, I'm not upset about. Um, and it was just nice. Also, it was the first time I watched Aubrey Plaza and I was like, she can be a star. You know how usually like with, um, these kind of movies, you're like, um, oh, this person's like really good, but I don't see like, you know, star power, especially with her roles. Uh, this was like, she's playing a comedic role and it felt really like yeah, you're doing something different. I can see variety now. Between this and White Lotus, I think we're seeing a shift from her just doing what she did at, like, SAG, where she's just like, you know, I hate everyone cynicism. Um, So I was excited. Um, Overall, I think it's really good. And, you know, it obviously flopped. But I do think that's (laughs) my, like, tinfoil hat theory is that that was because of contracts and they didn't give a fuck how much it made. Because I think that they're going to do a huge release when it comes out. Um, I believe Amazon Prime. And I can see it becoming like a series. Uh, because it's like very... It's like similar vein to Spy almost. Um, less comedic. But just like, oh, I could watch like seven of these. I hated Spy, but valid. But, um, not a fan. <laughs> and I'm a Melissa McCarthy stand. It really was shocking. But it's okay. <laughs> oh, that hurt. Um, I did not see that, but I, I, it is in theaters. I like when you do not advertise your film, I don't think you really care if like it brings in money. So I assume it probably will be big on VOD or whatever. Yeah. Well, uh, same with, uh, fucking 65 coming up this year. The, this yeah. weekend, they didn't even screen uh, it for the press and I will not be going yeah. to it. Oh no, it's going to be bad. Shit. Did okay, you think Adam Driver thing. going back to the dinosaurs with a little girl was going to be good? Yes. Okay. Valid. Yeah. Because here's the thing. Jurassic Park is great. Okay. But outside of the park, you can't really do it. But if you do something like going back in time, fighting sure. some dinosaurs, I'm in. I love dinosaur-based movies. And I also love that we're also just doing like it feels very post COVID that we're just like, I don't know that movie. Sure. Let's make it like pulling out stuff. Um, especially with the fall of like the MCU a little bit with, uh, quantum mania. Like, I feel like we're getting to the point where it's like, Hey, let's try old movies again. Let's try, you know, fun new concepts and just, I mean, if it gets even middling reviews, I might go see it. I just expect it to be pure trash, but I agree. I do think, like, society's healing from the MCU. Today, the news came out that Taika Waititi was going to star in his Star Wars film, and I saw universal hatred towards it. So, like, nature's healing, society's (laughs) getting back on track, we're recovering. And uh, Kevin Feige's uh, Star Wars got canceled, and everyone was thrilled about that, I am sad. Which, can you imagine, like, five years? Uh... Was the sure. one Wonder Woman 1984 stan, you know? No. 
It's you, me, and Chris. We're you, the three. That's it. That's just us. I love that I, I either forgot or just never knew you liked that movie. It's so good. Okay, so you have to remember the time period I watched it. <laughs> sure. So it came out the same. No, you have to remember it came out the same day as Soul, and everyone hated 1984, and I hated Soul. I was so That's bored. That's very you. And then I'm sitting there, and 1984 is there, and I'm like, oh, this is fun and dumb and silly. Let's so let's go fun. for it. And everyone was like, this is against cinema. And I was like, okay, My cool. queen Gal Gadot um, rose in that pandemic and delivered. Gal Gadot. <laughs> well, enough talking about old films, because we have a new film talk about Creed 3. You look like you're ready to take a boxing class. I took a Peloton boxing class for like two weeks, so like I'm really dedicated and ready to talk about this. What? Yeah. Like you said, I took a Peloton boxing class, but oh, for when? Oh, like two weeks, though, I said. <laughs> I know, when? Oh, like, I don't know, a month ago. Is it recent? Oh, that's amazing. I love that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we love Peloton, <laughs> keeping those people employed. Um, Creed 3, the third Creed film, highest opener for any live-action sports film, any boxing film. Uh, Creed is retired. But his old friend, Jonathan Majors, I don't remember the name of his character because I saw this weeks ago, but um, he is out of prison and he's like a really good boxer. And he's like, hey, you owe me this because I went to jail, like protecting you from this guy. So like, give me a shot at the world title. And Creed is like, no, but then he does. And they have a boxing match. And it's really a complex story here. Um, And I will say, I love this movie. I think the first Creed is really good. I think the second Creed is pretty forgettable. Haven't seen any of the Rocky movies, but the first one, because I watched the first one and thought it's not for me. Sorry. Um, But this film definitely has some wild jumps in logic. I'm sure we'll get to, and definitely like you have to just kind of accept what you are watching. But as far as performances go, as far as boxing goes, specifically cinematic showcases of boxing, I think this is really solid. I think Michael B. Jordan does a great job in his directorial debut. Um, I'm a little bit worried about the future of the franchise. We'll get there because apparently Creed 4 is on the way and I don't really get that. Um, But as far as Creed 3 goes, I think this is a really, really solid film. Um, But I know you have some different takes on it. So Paul, what were your thoughts on Creed 3? Um, okay, so I think my problems with Creed go back to the first Rocky movie, which sounds silly, but in Rocky, Rocky doesn't win. Sorry for spoilers on this very old movie. That is important for what happens in Creed 3, which is Creed starts the movie rich as hell in a perfect relationship with a daughter who loves him and nothing's wrong. And he ends the movie exactly the same. And there isn't every decision he makes is his own problem. And he fixes it. There is no, (laughs) there is nothing. And like, I do understand like as a, Oh, it's a fun time to just watch the movies. But with the Creed series, and, you know, uh, the Rocky series before it, there are these movies that are about, like, overcoming, like, you know, incredible odds. This movie is not about that. <laughs> this movie is about someone with everything fighting someone who has nothing and beating their ass. 
<laughs> like absolutely demolishing him. And like, it's so strange to me. I was watching this movie and I was like, oh, um, you know, I, I don't feel like it's a spoiler to say that like Creed won the fight. Like this is very much going to be one where it's just like, this is the movie. I don't think, you know, um, anyone who's debating watching Creed three is really interested in this discussion. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, for me, I was sitting there and I was like, this movie has to end with Creed coming out of retirement and getting his ass handed to him. He has to be like, that is what this is about ultimately, is like, he had this thing in his past, it came back, he dealt with it super poorly, obviously, no one disagrees that he dealt with it poorly, and then he's coming out of retirement to be like, yes, I am going to take him down because of it, and he loses everything. He is now no longer, you know, up on the top, you have his relationship kind of on the rocks, all of that. I knew we were in for trouble when his wife was talking to him and she's like, and he's like telling the story. She's like, you did nothing wrong. And I was like, oh no, I know this is going positive. This is not ending on a movie where, you know, you were saying the fourth one where he's going to be at his bottom and he's going to have to work his way up in the fourth one from nothing again, which would have been super interesting, you know, into your career, but trying one more time. Um, this was more like when Tom Brady did that other season and uh, if it had actually worked out and he won the Super Bowl and got like MVP and everything, like, <laughs> um, you know, it just felt like there's nothing really to, it's not, uh, it's closer to like the Marvel movies almost where it's like the hero is the best and then he destroys everyone and that's it. The stakes are just on the floor with this movie. Um, but outside of that, it was fun. Like, I, I I enjoyed moments. I think the fights are cool. I don't like that because of what I was saying, where you just know the plot of this movie and there's no surprises. All of the major fights, I was like, well, he's going to win this one. Well, obviously, like, <laughs> imagine if uh, Dame had, like, gotten beaten up by the heavyweight champion and they were like well that's the end of the movie like obviously he's gonna win and then obviously in the last one by that point you know fucking putting adonis in white and then dame in black i'm like okay he's obviously gonna win and so he did it's just it's it's something that needs so much more and i feel like sitting in the um you know writer's room of it uh where Kugler pulls a little James Gunn and gets his brother to write it um, is like they were definitely going, oh, we need something to happen in this movie. Like nothing happens in this movie. <laughs> and they went, well, we kill Felicia Rashad, I guess. And that's kind of like, even when that was happening, I was like, you really are just like, we need something in the second act because nothing's happening. Because <laughs> otherwise, if you take that moment out, this nothing happens to Creed at all. And that just really frustrates me. I'm curious what you think. I mean, I don't think you're wrong. I was never like shocked by any of the boxing results or like, Oh my God, is Creed going to lose this? Like, yeah, clearly. But I also like, I don't expect that. I don't know. Maybe like, I don't know if the Rocky movies outside of the first one ever really does it. Like, I don't know. I don't go into any of these and really think like, Oh, in Creed two, like 
the Russian or whatever is going to win. Like, obviously, Creed is going to come out on top. I don't mind the predictability when you have the substitution of, like, the emotion behind the fight, which I feel like was built very well as far as his relationship with this guy. I think there's a turn of Jonathan Major's character to try to make him more the villain, which is very unnatural. That's definitely where, like, the film is like, oh, people are not going to necessarily be, like, rooting for... Go for it. I was gonna say, you mean the uh, the attack on, on fucking uh, Drago's? Yeah, <laughs> it was very odd. But like, I don't know. I think the emotion. I was a hundred percent certain that they were gonna reveal Creed did that, and when they were like, "Look, it's not," I was like, "Oh, where is this movie going?" Because I thought legitimate, and I guess that's what I'm frustrated about. Is there is like with a couple changes, a very dark film in here. Um, Which is why Stallone didn't want to do it. (laughs) Um, And instead, it's, like, very just, like, it just, like, plays around with, like, the possibility of, you know, uh, dark Creed. Um, But he ends up just being a perfect good guy. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, he's supposed to be the good guy. Like, I don't don't know. I... Typically in cinema, like, I do agree with what you're saying, but, like, I think specifically for some reason with the Creed franchise, I have no issues with it, as long as there's something engaging, which, like, I think this is more engaging than the Russian in the second one. So, like, I think this is a step up emotional for me. Um, And and like I said, the filmmaking I found was quite captivating. Um, Not to move on too much, but, like, I don't know what the fuck they're going to do for Creed 4. I have no interest in a Creed 4. I don't know if it's going to be the daughter. Like, I feel like they were low-key teasing that the daughter was going to, like, grow up and box someone. I, I don't see, know. That's what I assume with, um, you know, what they're eventually going to do with the series. But I thought they were going to... This was it. I mean, the movie ends yeah. the series. Like, And the thing is, if you do another one... And he wins. Um, so here's my, like, you know, showing my ass moment. I have not seen the first Creed. I almost re- I almost watched it uh, in prep for this. I saw the second one, weirdly. So uh, <laughs> I had something to do with some friends, and I got there early. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm, like, three hours early. What should I do? And I was like, oh, Creed 2 showing. Sure, why not? Who cares? So I watched it and I was like, oh, that was fun. I enjoyed that. Um, I had no reference or anything. The series is very bad about introducing you to concepts and things. I saw two of these movies until, like, I want to say the back third of this movie. Did I realize that um, Felicia Rashad was not his real mom? And then she started talking and I was like, wait, what are you saying? (laughs) you're ado- uh, like you're adopted and it's like oh okay, i also I get, forgot I get, that was a thing is. and i was trying to establish the timeline because a lot of the backstory behind him and jonathan majors is that they spent time in like this group home or whatever and i was like what the fuck is like yes. happening i i agree there i had no idea i like not seeing the other creeds i didn't rewatch them i was like i guess I, I assume it adds up i also okay so like um and i'm not one that understands the justice system enough but were they saying, and it, I missed it in the the diner where they're talking, but were they saying that he was in jail for that one offense for 18 years when he was a minor? Or were they saying that started him on a path where he, like, 
did you know kept getting in and out of the prison system um i could not tell but like that's a huge difference to me and i think like something that's just kind of glossed over someone who's like oh this one thing and that was the reason or if he's been in and out it's like okay then you know why is he showing up now all that stuff and like his evil plan which i don't think is that evil it's just give me a chance and he gets it and wins <laughs> oh no <laughs> like when he's like i've got to stop him i'm like stop him from what not to be well from ruining creed's like handpicked champion which like i agree narratively is very strange <laughs> and then they're like well we won't root for john <laughs> right and then they're like oh well you'll root for jonathan major so they have him be an asshole at a party and just randomly start attacking creed's family it's very odd but i also like when I was sitting there, I was like, yeah, you just showed up and you're like, you're a bad person. He was in prison with this random dude and he paid him to break the hand so that he would. And that's the thing. His entire plan is insane and also makes no sense because like. To me. You needed a beat with uh, Dame uh, Damien um, where he goes, I have won, but I'm going, and they're like, that's fine. And he pushes it with Creed to be like, okay, I've got to, you know, like basically, you know, I am better than you. I've always been better than you. You just had opportunities that I didn't have, which is what the movie's kind of trying to say. Um, but like, they don't have him push it. It seems like Damien's like, cool. Like, I don't like you, but we're like, fine. Like, you know, I have no, I have no qualms with you until Creed, like, goes on TV to, like, badmouth. <laughs> There's just so much about this movie that's like, why are you hating on, uh, you know, the poor and disadvantaged? Like, what situation is that? Sure. Um, I mean, is the movie saying, like, the low, like, if you have a low income, you should stay in your lane and, like, do not bother the real, like, people? Yes. But is it fun? Yeah. You know, does it, was I engaged? Yeah. I don't know. I think like on paper, there's everything you're saying is correct. And it's like, yeah, I really shouldn't like Creed 3. But for some reason, this movie got me still. Like, I'm still out here. I mean, that's I've done that with movies too. Um, you know what? One thing. So uh, speaking of, which we haven't really gotten into, Michael B. Jordan is the director on this. Uh, I thought he was fine. I don't think he's like, god's gift to directors we'll see what he does in an original project um, i'll say i like his ambition though i like i i think it's really easy to take over a established franchise like this and play it incredibly safe and i think even if some choices are jarring like he does have a distinctive style even against the franchise itself which i appreciate yeah um i will say during the final fight i was expecting and did not get um i was fully prepared for in the middle of their boxing match for it to turn into them as kids and i was like so ready for that like moment nothing happens it's just another fight for some reason they go into a prison that's weird <laughs> i don't know what metaphor that is like well, he other than prison. this guy was <laughs> the genius is there that's not, that's not a metaphor that's just like previously on <laughs> Creed 3. I will say negative one star for the cryptocurrency arena. I know it's called that. Oh, I, 
back. Oh, no, the funniest part is I was trying to imagine how Dodger Stadium <laughs> gets completely sold out for an event that, like, was created maybe a week or two before. They're like, oh, we're going to have our beef. And it's like, okay, but, like, <laughs> Dodger Stadium? Um, also, we didn't talk about one of my favorite parts of this movie. I've done the math multiple times. I do believe that this movie <laughs> is set during 2020. Like, in the it middle is. of COVID... This is well, going to <laughs> in the world, sure. But, yeah. <laughs> we in a different universe. I mean, it, yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. But it's like such a weird choice. Like, it's 2023. Why? <laughs> you can do anything. Why are you going like, yeah, no, this was set smack dab. I can even believe 2021. Sure. 2019. Why that year? <laughs> I mean, I'll take them not mentioning COVID over La La Crocodile that was too lazy to take off the COVID signs on the subway, so it just made everyone look like an anti-masker. So, like, I don't know. I will. I'll. T- I didn't. I wasn't too bothered by that. Um, though I do think it would be fun if it took place during the pandemic and he faced like Logan Paul and they had like a whole thing about them not being masked. It'd be great, but. Which is my pitch for Creed 4 is Creed versus Logan Paul or wh- whoever boxes. I don't know which one it is. One of the brothers. Oh, uh, sure. Both do. Both Paul brothers. <laughs> Can't say I keep up with boxing um, or Logan Paul as much as Alina does, but. But yeah, I don't understand. I know they have to do a Creed 4, and there is no way they're going to use the daughter as the main character. But what do you. Like. Even, like, Tessa Thompson is just sitting there, like, she does nothing in this movie, and I feel so bad for her. Like, when she's sitting there and she's, like, he keeps asking her about decisions she made in the previous movie. She's like, yep, that's the decision I made in the last Creed movie. And he's like, yeah, but but how do you feel about that? And she's like, I talked about this in the last Creed. I feel like they really rushed his retirement too early. Cause like now the story has to be, if he's the one fighting, like something draws him out of retirement. And they already did that with this film. Like, I'm just not interested in that narrative. And I don't see how you can evolve it with Michael B. Jordan being the guy fighting. Yeah. uh, And I assume that that's well, and that's what's weird is like, you know, by having this end with him winning, there is no more story. Um, you know, and this isn't like, say, like an Indiana Jones or something where it's like, oh, we could just keep coming back to it again and again. I know they did that with the Rockies. But like, that's why, like, they have diminishing returns, like famously, until they move into like old man Rocky but like we're not there with Michael B. Jordan, um, so I don't I don't really know what's coming more. Um, but yeah, he's retired. Like he's retired and he's happy with his family. And I can't. There's nothing that would pull him out of retirement. Sorry, there just, just they did isn't. it. They pulled that card. <laughs> like I just don't know what the story could be. Like, but I don't know. Like that's equally I think frustrating, but also like possibly exciting because like i just truly don't know what they're going to do i just hope it's not like boring probably will be yeah i mean like 
yeah, when this, I do feel like it's just, this is a bit of a flub in terms of even building the series. Um, like, yes, it made a, a ton of money. I'm, I will say I'm a little surprised that people are like super into it um, because of how low stakes it is, but I'm not like mad about it. You know, there's a lot of movies where I'm like mad sure. when people like them. This one, I'm like, I don't know. Sure. It's like it's a big like mainstream film that's well made, like filmmaking wise. It has like an emotional heart, even if it's not the best one. It kind of like I don't know. After I just rewatched Top Gun Maverick, and like at this point, you have a big movie like this that's competent that also has some emotion. Like I just think it stands out in the wave of all the sixty fives out there, which I assume are not well made and do not have emotion. Uh, maybe I'm wrong about sixty five, but like I. <laughs> it's just sitting right there i just feel like i don't know i just feel like at this point even if you're good it stands out so much that people are like wow that was great so who knows yeah oh i mean to be fair you know i'm talking about this movie because this is the movie we're talking about but like operation fortune i would be doing the exact same thing like that is not a good film by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm like, we also can't overlook. Myself. And now look, I know I've, I'm a serious critic. I have said a lot of things I like about this film. So I don't want people to think this is the only thing helping my opinion. Both men are very hot. I enjoyed it. I will say <laughs> walking through the uh, theater auditorium every week to my screenings. I quite enjoyed the posters. Um, I'm here for it. <laughs> I'll, I'll throw that out there as a uh, fact. Um, uh, um, it's really funny because I was sitting there. I was like, "Wow, Tessa Thompson is so pretty." <laughs> I was like, "Man, I think you could do better than this guy." Not like in terms of looks, just in terms of he's not a good no. guy. He kind of sucks. <laughs> I also like. I don't know. I think that the whole like narrative, of, like Creed, you need to express your emotions, is like fine. I don't know. That didn't really do much. For also, you have to get rid of the trope of. A older character is fine for two movies, and then in the third one, they're like, oh, they're not doing well, and you're like, they're gonna die. Like, if she had survived, I would have been like, oh my god, this is wild. Like, if she had been like, yeah, no. If she had the stroke, the second stroke, and was like, oh, I do need help, and it's just a side plot thing. But like, oh, that's cool. Giving the character something to do. Maybe give Tessa Thompson a couple scenes. Like, great. Do something. Instead, it's like, God, when she was fucking talking to a, uh, like the ghost of his dad, I was like, I cannot. This is so dumb. <laughs> it was so dumb. Her perform. I love Felicia Rashad, but like that performance. It's not the strongest um, in the film. I'll give you that. No. <sighs> There's a lot of like. Okay, you know what I will say is good though the design of his trophy room where they have like yes. his like man cave like this is really cool like it it both feels real and is cool to look at you know a lot of times you build those like i was sitting there and i was like huh it's sad that this is just a set because it's like you know the way they do the glass cases and how his uh different you know uh outfits are set up and everything like I was like, this is cool. The the <laughs> although some of the uh, call drinks that they had <laughs> throughout the back of his bar were like, okay, I'm glad you got a lot of uh, 
like crypto, uh, the crypto doc. It's just like, okay, you had a deal there. Um, but yeah, no, I, I don't, I'm also not a sports guy in general in terms of, uh, the movies and the Rocky series from like the first one. I've just never connected. Are you into like sports? overall like are you someone who gets really engaged because i found myself being someone who like really easily like i don't follow sports but i'm someone who very easily can like watch a game and get into it no i i only like um one-on-one sports and the Olympics. Um, so like i know boxing but i specifically mean me like i like fencing sure. i like you know Rock climbing. I was never like a team sport person. I know that's completely different from boxing, but I also don't like um, wanton violence. Sure. Like, I don't know. There's just like, like, I don't mind it in something like John Wick, but there is something a little gladiatorial <laughs> watching like, oh, I want to watch these two guys just beat the shit out of each other. I'm always like, Ugh. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get the line. I've never been in box. I think boxing is very boring, but like I see how like cinematically presented, I can get very into it. But like, would I prefer if this was a hockey game? Sure, you know, would be screaming at the, <laughs> in my seat for that. I love the idea that it's just two guys playing hockey. <laughs> we need more great hockey movies. That's my take. Um, as someone who's gotten weirdly into hockey this year, um, I'm here for it. Oh. I will also say I was very confused with what the plot of his daughter was. Like, it just felt like it. I know it's probably setting her up, but like setting her up for 10 years from now. What is this? <laughs> what is this? Black like? Panther of Wakanda forever? <laughs> <laughs> like, I was just sitting there. I was like, why? Why are we doing this right now? I feel now? like they're just going to recapture. Um, like, I don't know. I really feel like there's a chance Creed 4 is about her. I have no, you know. Oh, he's going to go into uh, the quantum realm and then he'll come out. Now she's older Mm. and he's the same age and they'll recast her with Catherine Newton. Love it. it. (laughs) (laughs) Michael, listen. Um, Yeah, we haven't figured out for you. Um, But yeah, that was like, you know, it's fine. But um, I mean, I don't know. My final thoughts would say I enjoyed it. I don't think it's like the best made film of all time. A lot of people are saying it's the best sports film of all time. I wouldn't go that far. But like, I think this was very well made. I think the screenplay has something to be desired. But like, if if you look at this movie and think, oh, I enjoy watching just like a bo- classic boxing film, I think you will be satisfied enough. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um I do want to know what Mike White has to say about it. (laughs) (laughs) Someone posted on Twitter and was like, um, we've had the White Lotus. We've had uh, the menu and Triangle of Sadness. Where's our biting satire of uh, poor people? And I almost posted, we just got it with Creed 3. And I was like, nope, not touch. I am not getting those people. (laughs) And I was like, I was like, that's all. I literally saw it. And I was like, Creed 3. Right. (laughs) dirty dirty pores <laughs> well if you want to see even, go for it. i was gonna say even when he's like impressed by their wealth and you're supposed to be like wow how embarrassing for you well <laughs> like when he's like 
glo- uh, your uh, <laughs> floors are see-through, and they look at him like, who cares? We're used to that. <laughs> like, right. Oh, he's supposed to. Yeah. And well, but... if you want to watch some poor people get beat up, you can go see Creed 3 in theaters now. Uh, we'll be streaming sometime. I actually think this will probably be in theaters for a while. And what was that? Oh, yeah. I said, and beat people up. It's equal opportunity That's meetings. That's fair. <laughs> and if you want to see Clappercast box each other, I'm sure it will be on pay-per-view, I'm sure, sometime in the next two years. Let's close this out with some rapid reviews. Paul, is there anything you watched this week, old or new, uh, that you have not mentioned so far that you would like to shout out or talk about? Yeah, so I watched Swallowed, finally. Um, it's been a movie that I've really wanted to watch for a while. Um, it's a... Um, horror film with jenna malone um that's about this these two gay best friends who are needing money to move out to la um and they decide to take this drug deal where they have to swallow these drugs and take them across the border um and one of the bags starts opening up and it's like i was expecting it to be a lot more body horror than it was and the second half takes a weird turn um that i don't want to like spoil but it's so strange um but for a certain audience i think it would really work um it is very much a queer movie which i was not expecting i was just expecting queer characters um so much so that um the protagonist from nightmare on elm street 2 who's canonically like the gayest character in a horror movie um is like uh he's one of the leads in this one of the four leads um so that was weird i don't i don't particularly recommend it but if you like body horror i i'd go for it um and then i also watched miranda july's um me you and everyone we know and very weird but like i enjoyed it um it is very much like a mumblecore kind of indie film but uh some of the performances are really good and it's got this like weird texture to it um that i really enjoyed i do think it's a little slow at points but i do get why people are absolutely in love with it or absolutely hate it both make sense have you seen gajillionaire um, but yeah. have you seen gajillionaire huh? her uh another film? I real um I wanted to watch through her filmography um uh, because when she narrates Fire of Love and um everyone was like wow I hate her the voice of who's doing uh Fire of Love like everyone I've talked to is like that is the worst voice and I was like I love Miranda July she did a short story I liked but I was like I've never watched her movies so I'm like I should go through those so I did this one first then I'm gonna do um I always forget what the second one is because I remember Kajillionaire. The future. It is the future. And then uh Kajillionaire. Um because I also like Evan Rachel Wood, but yeah, I'll be interested. I'm to watching see him. Me You and Ever Everyone We Know sometime soon because I'm doing like a 2005 retrospective personally. But Kajillionaire is like one of my favorite films of all time. So I'm very you'll probably one star it, but I'm very curious what you think, I guess. Um I don't know. I I think I like three and a half or four starred this one. Also, fuck anyone saying her name. Her voice is not good for Fire of Love. I think that's one of the best parts of that film, but whatever. Um, I loved it. Oh, and did you see, by the way, that they're doing a movie version? Yes, and I'm not here for it, but, like, we'll talk about it, I guess, when it releases. I'm shocked. 
that it's not Wes Anderson. That's the only. I was like, just yeah. I just don't get. I was so ready for him to be like, I'm winning my Oscar. I now. just don't <laughs> get how it would like even touch the documentary. But like, I guess we'll see. Who knows? Do we know who's directing yet? I don't think so. No, it's literally so maybe it will be Wes. Um, if it is Wes, then it could win. Because I do, I did feel like the movie left me a little cold because they, and even like when I uh, listened to an interview with the two directors, uh, or the director and the two writers, um, they uh, were talking about that, like, they didn't want to speculate on their lives, even though they knew a lot of stuff colloquially. Mm. They only talked about things if they had the footage. And I was like, okay, yeah, but like, I don't understand this couple's relationship at all at the end of the day. And apparently the like there's a lot that happened um and so um i would like to see that more in movies because i don't understand someone who's like yes i will allow you to have me set on fire by lava yeah i would, just, I would like no more i'm so much more interested in her than him he's just obviously oh like- he's like such a lovable goof though no i uh, <laughs> would recommend the werner herzog he like randomly released a documentary about them this year or last year which no one did, had no marketing no one's ever talked about but like he did it i would recommend it it's a good companion piece to fire love um it's called like the requiem i don't oh, know cool. what it's called but it's good um as far as what i watched this week i watched two leslie which was fine it was i think she was good, Andrea. I think Mark Marin stole the show. Big fan of him. Um, I rewatched 2022 Scream 5 because I'm watching the new Scream this week. And it was still, I think, a very average film. I'm not a fan of that movie, which makes me nervous for the new one. But we'll get there. Um, and then I'll shout out. All the, I was going to say, all the reviews say, I didn't like the last one, but I love well, this one. in three hours, I'll text you that it was probably bad. But we'll see. Um, and... I will shout out. I've been rewatching. Well, not rewatching. I've been watching over the past year, but really kicking into high gear recently. I'm trying to watch all the Barbie movies before the new Barbie. And I've not loved a lot of them. But 2006's The Barbie Diaries, I must say, is stellar. It is nothing. Like, it completely is just the most basic high school teen drama. And you know me, I love these shit. I love dumb high school drama. And it really scratched my brain in the right way towards, like, the best Barbie film. I think overall people dislike it, but, like, I fucking loved it. So the Barbie Diaries, I will shout out. Um, And with that, that's going to bring today's episode to a close. Paul, where can we find you on social media? Uh, at Price Like Tag on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. You can find me on Twitter at BP, on BP underscore movie reviews, Letterboxd, Carson Tamar. Thank you so much for listening slash watching. You can find our podcast everywhere where podcasts are found, including YouTube, if you want to see our beautiful faces. Um, and we'll see you next week to discuss all things cinema. Goodbye.